Well, welcome everyone to the Religion Unplugged podcast and show, which is your regular plug-in for all of your religion news and culture. With me today, well, first, I am Joseph Holmes, uh, filmmaker, film critic, podcast host of The Overthinkers, and regular culture critic for Religion Unplugged. And with me today, I have Rachel Alexandra, good friend, YouTuber, and animator. Uh, anything else I left out you want to... Comedian. 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 Oh, wow. That's a Jewish comedian. That's so rare. I know. There's so many. Well, I, I always say that because usually the YouTuber and the animator parts don't really communicate that I'm funny. Quote gotcha. unquote. So especially when I'm like going to conventions and stuff like that. People don't really know what to expect. Gotcha. So if I add that on my title and people are like, oh, she's a comedian. I get it. Yeah. It's funny. So, you know, yeah. it's not like a... It's not like a you bag. You have to tell it's people that of, because otherwise people won't laugh. Yes. Yeah, if I if I just throw out sarcasm, then people are like awkward because it's convention and sometimes exactly. social anxiety. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, it's no, just totally. a billing thing that helps me have us <laughs> work for myself at the end of the day. No, no, totally makes sense. Well, very glad to have you on today. So uh, we are going to be discussing... Uh, aspects of judaism and uh the new movie that partly in connection with the new movie that just came out on netflix uh you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah which is an adam sandler movie which is adam sandler and his daughters and his wife apparently i found out all in the movie a family affair uh and uh it's uh going uh gangbusters on netflix and um i was uh reviewing the movie and i realized i don't know uh, all of the things about Judaism in the modern day. And so I, uh, reached out to my, some of my Jewish friends and was like, Hey, what, what's, what's, uh, what's real here and what, what makes sense, uh, to, uh, to, uh, you know, yeah, get that, get that part of the experience. And I asked Rachel, uh, if she'd be willing to sit down and have a conversation with me about it as well for all of your benefit and my benefits. So thank you so much, Rachel, for, uh, doing this. You're welcome. I guess it's free therapy up in the day, so. <laughs> <laughs> we can always use more of that. <laughs> That's why I kind of wanted, we were um, running a lot behind schedule because Joe uh, forgot to tell me this was on camera, so I had to go get ready, um, put my makeup on and stuff like that. And um, it was stressful because uh, the women will know, this the cis, the cis woman and anyone who identifies as that who uses makeup, um, I, I used a... Um, I didn't use my usual um, primer. So for makeup, you put primer under your foundation. So the blending helps. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just explaining it to the audience. Gotcha. Um, and so it was caking really bad on my face. And I had to kind of like, it took me longer than usual um, for those playing at home. But you can Google cake, what caking is. But I had to like, you know, get a hand cloth and wash it off and reapply and it was, it was a lot. <laughs> well, we appreciate it because we get the benefits of your wonderful face as well as your wonderful thoughts. Yeah, he's he's trying to go my ego to make me feel better. I I can see right through him, unfortunately. Is it working? So, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, well. when, when when you when you try to do that, you're very out of character, and so it bothers. Me. But like I'm doing it in a different voice, so clearly I don't. I'm not intending to fool you. I'm. It's part of the bit. So does that help? You're not an actor, my dude. <laughs> it's funny. It, yeah, I know, but you just, you just, your performance doesn't sell me. What can I say? <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. All right, it's a tough crowd. All right, so um, first, 
just um, some introductory things. This movie, of course, is focusing on, you know, Adam Sandler and his family, his Jewish family and his daughters as the stars, particularly one of them uh, who's having their first bat mitzvah and uh, the drama that's going on in high school surrounding that. Um, but it is, of course, you know, uh, very specific. Well, let's start with this. Um, what is, for people who don't know, what is a bat mitzvah? How is it different from a bar mitzvah? And what is involved in that? Okay, so basically, um, we talked about a little, we talked a little bit of this about pre-movie and then um to kind of get it out of the way and then during the movie i was like oh there's this some some slang and stuff so there was some you know just just some yiddish mostly um that was in there that i had to translate for the for the goys playing at home but um <laughs> um it's it's like a coming of age thing so think of like a quinceanera or um a sweet 16 mm -hmm. but for jewish um kids and right. specifically, it's more culturally embedded with a ceremony than just a party. So mm -hmm. it's not just the party. There's actual work involved. So um, traditionally, you will learn um, several. Um, you're, the idea is you're leading the, the congregation officially because you're a man or a woman. Um, so you're... I'm trying to think all the things off the top of my head. Ooh, there's a lot. Um, so the, the general idea is you're, you you get, you are assigned a tour tour portion based on the time of your, your of your bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah. mitzvah. Oh, let me get to that. So bar is male, bot is female, benet is two people. So mm -hmm. for bigger conversations, not for bigger congregations, um, usually they will pair two. Uh, kids up just because they don't have enough Saturdays to accommodate everyone that's having mm -hmm. a, um, a a mitzvah date. That makes sense. Um, you know, so it's usually b'nai mitzvah of family one, family two, and they do the party separately. Gotcha. Um, so I went to a big synagogue when I was growing up. We went to the temple, uh, TM. It's not actually TM, but I always say that because it's just called the temple. Um, for those who are interested in film history, it was the film used in uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Nice. Um, with, with Morgan Freeman and Driving Miss Daisy. Um, and it, so it's historically famous. It, it's been around since, I think, the 1860s and it was also um during the civil rights movement it was the um synagogue that was bombed by the kkk wow. uh no one was hurt but um it was a very from my understanding it was a very um not very successful attempt it was more of an inconvenience than anything um but from my understanding um the this temple's always been um supportive and also like the city has been supportive of them just trying to because it's like Right. It's like a big deal. Um, because <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, it's a famous synagogue. Absolutely, it's not just yeah. another synagogue. Anyway, um, so, um, you know, so it's a big synagogue. It's like the synagogue in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, uh, quote unquote, so that's where we went and we lived for like 45 minutes. So we had to drive in every Sunday to go to, um, Hebrew school. But, mm -hmm. um, when I say Hebrew school, um, it's not, it's about the teachings of, Based on the unit, there was a lot of um, like for the little kids, there was some they learned the basic prayers, which was discussed in the movie, mm -hmm. um, like the the prayer of the wine and the bread and um, the lights, the Shabbat lights, mm -hmm. um, which are usually two singular candles. Um, I'm a little rusty on my on my um, my Jewish culture, so bear with me while I while I think. No um, worries. 
And then as you get older, um, you, you learn about the holidays. The holidays is also a, um, a, you know, a young thing. So, um, so there's Shabbat, which is every, um, Saturday. It takes place from, uh, Friday night when the sun goes down to Saturday night. And so the, um, the, the bar mitzvahs or the bat mitzvahs or the b'nai mitzvahs usually take place Saturday morning. So usually they greet the converse, the, the rabbi or the cantor, or the cantor is the singing one. The rabbi is like the head one. Um, we'll, we'll greet the congregation with Shabbat Shalom. So that was also discussed in the movement. So that's what Shabbat is. So that's the most common one because it happens every week. And then um, for Orthodox um, Jews, Jewish people, um, they that's where the like the the literal taking of uh the tourist stuff as far as you know making sure you walk instead of drive making sure you don't use lights making sure you don't work um you know that's that's what shabbat is that's why you'll see orthodox people walking to synagogue friday night because they can't drive because that's that's considered work oh i was gonna say so yeah so you have uh, bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. And so bar mitzvah is the one people have heard most often if they've heard of it, because that's the um, one for, for men, which was done much you know, since the 14th century, uh, probably around that, if I recall correctly. And then it was only, you know, later that bat mitzvah women got to do that as well. And so we're coming of age. Okay. You're now a man. You're now a woman. Like you said, like the sweet 16 or others that are done. And a big part of it is, um, you know, reading from the Torah, doing things, going through certain ceremony and rituals that prove, okay, you can do the things that are expected of you as a part of the Jewish community, which you're now a part of. And so there are things like that. We'll get into maybe some of what the others are, but like there's reading a portion of the Torah, which is very interesting based on when you were born. That's a very interesting angle. That's of called it. the, um, the Hoff Torah. The Hoff Torah. Okay, yeah. great. And, um, but then also, and as part of the teaching, you know, you have to go through, um, uh, you were telling me yesterday, you have to go through an extended uh, time of sort of uh, tr- practice and, and teaching to go to go through that. And you, an extended, particular intense period of teaching of doing that be just before you're going to have your bat mitzvah. But the, um, but throughout uh, your growing up period, um, you're going to have on um, on Shabbat, which is you know the that uh, which is Saturday, like Sunday services for you know Christians. It's like you'll have like extended like Sunday school throughout your growing up years, and to get to uh, be taught about the religious um, yeah religious teachings. So, from my understanding, Joe, you can jump in like um, you know Christians would have this like service and then Sunday school after, correct? It, sometimes uh, it's before and sometimes it's after. Okay. So for us, Sunday school is, is, it's only school. So usually it's like the woman go off to lunch. You know, my mom would always go to lunch with her, her Jewish friends when we were in synagogue or we were in Sunday school. We learned about upcoming holidays. Um, Uh as, as you get older, it's more, um, you know, religious, um, analytical discussions of Torah portions or Torah stories. So now you, we alluded to this, the different, um, that there are obviously just like there are different Christian denominations and different, you know, sects of whatever religion you're a part of. There's different sects of Judaism that do this somewhat differently. You refer to the Orthodox and you yourself are, you were saying reformed. Uh, I'm uh, reformed by culture and okay. by bringing up. I'm, 
I don't really know where I am right now spiritually, and but like at least I'm culturally Jewish. You're, you're not so. you're not alone in that in the yeah. Uh, of, Gee, m- m- I, you know <laughs> that's not like a, a common trope for Jewish people. No, or anything. It's not just Jewish people. Again, like all of the tr- religious trends in America are you know are the the nuns n o n e s are growing. The like yeah. I don't know what I am. Uh, so yeah, you're 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 in you're in, you're in large company, um, but. Uh, but but say let's say your your upbringing was reformed. Mm-hmm, and would you say that the movie was also like uh, the a reformed uh, sect of Judaism? Oh, um, for sure. We were discussing this during the movie, but we were even like I figured it out like very early on in the movie. But um, the the setting of the movie had to be a setting where there were culturally a lot of Jews right. already, um, Jewish people, um, you know, a, high, a higher population because. You know, um, there were a lot of local bar mitzvahs based or right. bar mitzvahs or whatever based on the population of this city. So it had to be like some. It, it's it was probably somewhere in Florida if I was going to take a guess. That makes sense. You know, you so, know, yeah, so just like you know, again, like your your um, Jews are a minority in America, but there are some. But just like all minorities, there's places where it's you know where that's oh, lots of people here are targeted together as. Jews or Koreans or something like that. So that's, so that's, so that's uh, definitely telling. That's a good point that they are a very, a large Jewish community there. Um, But so what, for the audience, how would you describe what a reformed tradition of Judaism is and uh, how it is different from other Jewish traditions? So um, in contrast to general Christian, um, you know, theologies or level different branches of theologies. Um, the Jewish um, branches are basically just how literally you take um, the teachings of uh, the Torah mm. or the teachings of, of, you know, what those stories tell you. So reform are basically like, eh, we're here, we're vibing. Like they just kind of <laughs> like, it's about community and learning that stuff, but everyone is kind of um, has their own interpersonal um you know, struggles with it. And that's just kind of the nature of the Jewish people. Like sure. I always, you know, use the comparison. I think that the Jacob story is the Jacob's fight, like literally fighting God. Yeah. And they use that all the, we use like, that's common to use as a comparison. Um, so, um, reform is the, is the, the most laid back one I would say. Okay. Um, yeah. And then it's- the middle is, um, conservative. Yes. So you, you know, I, you know, I'm not too, from, I can't really speak on that. Sure, sure. That's just the middle one. And then Orthodox is the, the most, the most um, literal one. Yeah. So, you know, they keep kosher. It affects how they dress. It affects, you know, what they right, do. Right, you're saying like they literally don't drive because. Yeah, yeah. They, and they have, have two kitchens in their house usually so they can eat. Like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a big commandment about you know not eat not boiling a calf in its um mother's milk so that affects a lot of like their home life and making sure things are kosher you know that makes sense and you have um so you know generally speaking people would say okay the orthodox is more conservative and the reformed is more liberal but it, mostly it's that's it's referring to conservative as being very literal uh, yes. in your interpretation and reformed as being oh we're uh, uh, more flexible more uh yeah. yeah okay that makes a lot of sense it's like a range it's like a, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah it's a spectrum yeah uh, <laughs> um so okay that makes sense um so Going broad here, you know, we had some of this discussion uh, the other day, but in the movie, 
What would you say are some of the things that stood out to you um, they referenced um, that resonated or didn't resonate with your experience. And for people who haven't watched the movie like this, this will be a good thing for you to watch the movie and watch this discussion afterwards. For some of this, you'll pick up more of that. Right. Can I, can I, can I start talking about like how I feel about the movie? Is that the appropriate <laughs> you, point you, of yeah, conversation? You, 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 yeah, absolutely. This is definitely a point. Okay. Um, so Joe and I both hated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good things about the movie. There were, there were, Good. There were good points of representation, but yeah. um, some jokes landed, did. but not most of them didn't. Most of them didn't. Um, we the the protagonist was very unlikable. I know it was it was that was the point of the movie, but it just like to the point of you. Di- we didn't really want to spend time with this person. Yeah. Um, and that could have been something that was fixed in the editing bay. They could cut a lot of that down, but I think they just um, they had to keep. Wait, we think there might be some nepotism involved in the production of this movie. Um, I feel it's safe to say because it's 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 um, Adam Sandler's family. We we I'm not sure if Joe checked the credits, but my hunch is that that the the daughter of the star of the movie wrote this script. It's she didn't she didn't write the script. She didn't write uh, the script. No, no. It's they they got they got re, you know real professionals who've written other things to write it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, um, and um, she, she um, this I don't like. She's she's doing the best she can, but maybe she doesn't just doesn't have a lot of experience with this kind of stuff. That um, and this was her kind of first big movie. And I think if she wasn't a Sandler, then she probably wouldn't have got the part. Is fair to say. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, yeah. I mean, there's a whole conversation in Hollywood Chicken around egg, about you know? okay, Hollywood going around and Hollywood about like nepo babies. You know, yeah. it's like, and it's like, you know, it's not like, you know. Look, the fact that so many of the stars are that we have right now that are related to other stars, like you know, uh, that is is not a coincidence. It's easier in any profession to get a job in the profession that your family has been. That's always been the way it's been. And so, you know, uh, some of these, you know, like his daughters got, you know, first started in working his movies, apparently, you know, like hubby Halloween, which I didn't watch, you know, (laughs) they were doing it, they were doing that. And so, yeah, obviously, yeah, there's a, there, I'm sure that's something that's going around. And, you know, Adam Sandler has always been a guy who's been kind of touch and go with his, um, his movies and their quality. Um, And so it's not a surprise that like, you know, a movie that, uh, that is under his brand might have the same problems. And, you know, especially like, you know, a, a lot of it seems like she's trying to do the same. They're trying to do the same jokes the way Adam Sandler did. Like, you know, we, we were talking about the other day that, you know, Adam Sandler has a very particular kind of style of, of character that he does. That's kind of unlikable, but he kind of makes it work. And so there is a sense which maybe she should try to find her own style of comedy that isn't just kind of like her dad's. But right. I want to make another comparison before I move on. Um, of course. So, I don't know, so animation for those who playing at home is kind of my um, my my forte. And Adam Sandler did an animated movie with his production team called right. Crazy Nights. Yeah. And um, it suffers from a lot of the same problems but a, but in eight crazy nights it's it's much more exaggerated like the core story is beautiful right the animals defecating everywhere right animated really mess up the tone yeah. 
of the serious, the core of the serious story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. But so my, my guess is Adam Sandler is like, you know, it'd be funny if we have all these natural animals defecating because it's like a Disney movie, except not really. Right. Um, and then the animators are like, okay, you're paying us and they do it. And he's not, he might not understand how that is messing with the tone of the serious story that he's trying yeah. to tell. So it's much, it's kind of like that in here, but on a much minor level, but with the pacing and like with awkward decisions. Yeah, what we were, we were talking about, I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like the, the movie takes a long time to get going with lots of slow-mo shots. So Can we talk be, about the, the slow-mo of the, of the crush guy? We, well, we, yeah, I'll say, yeah, well, it's just, it's like long slow-mo shots of like how gorgeous this 13-year-old boy is that she's crushing on. And like, you know, in a normal movie, you would do like, oh, here's like one scene like that. That's kind of funny and like, oh, okay, you get it. She has a crush on him. But it like happens like five other times. Yeah, we're not exaggerating. Like four or five other times. I'm just like, okay, like enough guys. Like, yeah. we're like three guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, again, again, it's, it's there's a lot of fun stuff in there that I like. There's some jokes that really, that really work and there's a sweet kind of story that's at the heart of it. And oddly enough for like, you know, the stuff that's, you know, the family themselves, like Adam Sandler and his daughters, you know, kind of like interacting with each other is some of like the best stuff, but some other kind of contrived plotty stuff doesn't really work, which is very much like an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think, I mean, it doesn't like Adam Sandler can make really good movies if he wants to, or if someone else is doing the, the heavy lifting, like Hotel Transylvania is a great, oh, yeah. is a fun series, but He's not doing the heavy lifting. He's not doing the heavy lifting. Jendi Tartakovsky is also right. a Jewish person. Ooh. Right. No, um, I said, and then the Uncut yeah. Gems. He was great acting in Uncut Gems. He did, you know, really good early work with like, you know, uh, Happy Madison and stuff like that. And even I like, I don't even hate the murder mystery um, uh, 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 movies on Netflix. They're just, they're fine. You know, it's, it's, um, but, uh, but yeah, no. So it's just, you know, but it seems like some of the, the lesser good tropes were kind of, uh, put into this movie, unfortunately, because yeah, there's some, there's really good stuff in there. Right. Well, because it's, I mean, there's kind of like the George Lucas vibes of because he's the, he, it's his own production studio. People right. are hesitant to give him direct feedback and honest feedback because they don't want to lose their jobs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, it becomes very insular. Yeah. Um, so in on, on, on sort of um, Jewish representation level, what were some things that stood out to you about the movie that um, were like, oh, yeah, I recognize that they got that right or uh, you know, uh, that maybe not that. Um, I think we, our favorite part of it, of, of, of this, this crud fest, uh, I'll say that because <laughs> that's what, it, what, that's what it is. Um, like at the end of the day, like you don't want to watch this movie if A, you don't have any patience or B, at least watch it with friends that can riff on it with you. Yes. Because like Joe, no, Joe and I both said, like, if we weren't watching this for this assignment, then we both would have turned it off just because oh. the happiness is so unlikable. Yeah. And like some of the things are just like, there's a conversation about like female farting essentially um yeah. i don't want to be too crude on on the professional podcast but that <laughs> that is a plot point in the movie yeah that gets repeated like, multiple is, times this is painful to watch like, and i was like I, I did look up i said okay was this written by men or women and it was written by women and directed by women so it's like okay well can <laughs> confirm like no one wants to talk about that i think i said it once as a joke in high school and everyone cringed like yeah. 
So then I was like, we're never going to talk about it again. So yeah, yeah, like you know, maybe the Gen Zers are more open about it, but like, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Again, it's got like ninety nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. How? How? <laughs> so yeah, but yes. Okay. Um. So the our favorite part was um Sarah Chavez from SNL is the rabbi hmm. in this movie. Yeah, and she had a song that she improved about God being. <laughs> <laughs> can you give context to that scene joe yeah so this is okay this is really cool this this can lead into the next part of our discussion um because there is a scene in there where you know um the the uh rabbi is uh is is helping to you know helping this the students who are getting ready for their bar and bat mitzvahs to uh um to uh you know get ready to get ready for that and so uh, she's doing Jewish school with them. And uh, suddenly all of the students raise their hands or, or like, you know, one after the other and being like, hey, what about God and this horrible thing that's happening in the world? You know, like climate change or like, you know, like disease. Like, and so I was like, hey, what about God and like gay people? And, and just all of the like the hardest questions, you know, for that, like every pastor is like, oh, man, <laughs> you know, even like in Christian school, it's like, oh, no, oh, this is going to be a fun one to talk go. about. <laughs> yeah. And all at once. And then. The rabbi is like, those are really good questions, and I will answer with a song. And she just goes, God is random. God is random. And it, I'm just on the floor laughing um, as I'm, you know, because I recognize that, like, that whole cringy, like, figuring out how to answer those questions as, you know, growing up in, in, in church. Um, so, but yeah, so that was something that, like, resonated uh with your experience um well yeah that that is a good segue good job so i had a pretty negative experience growing up jewish um a lot of times um hence why this movie was kind of hard for me to watch sure. because the the protagonist is invested on her own to want to do her bar mitzvah but there's some like bad takes that okay. are kind of subtexted in here okay. that might be relevant to discuss just in the general Jewish community or like, you know, put it that way. Sure. Um, like basically my, my, I had a negative experience because I had, I was been in with my brother, Josh, and I did have an out to not do it, but because it was with my brother. Um, I kind of really didn't have an out because if I chose to, to out the bar mitzvah or the bat mitzvah, it was the b'nai mitzvah, whatever. Right. Um, so then I would just kind of be on the side where there was a whole, you know, big party for, for him. And right. everyone's like, all the family friends are like, why isn't Rachel having a bar mitzvah? Or a bar right. mitzvah, excuse me. And I'm just like, uh, so um, fun fact, you know who's on my bar mitzvah cake? Impossible. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> good good taste. Yeah. Well so that, that is interesting. So we did discuss this the other day. So I'll, well there's a couple of points to bring up with this. Right. But you is that um and this is something that's interesting again for people who are even not Jewish who are all part of religious communities and stuff like that, is that one of the things is, you know, unlike say, you know, a modern day version of like a sweet sixteen or something like that, the um, the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah situation is really about the individual, but it is also really about the community. It's and they bring this up in the movie. There's a scene where Adam Sandler is saying, like, you know, when you are 
you know, in temple, you are saying before God and the community that I am a part of this. And so mm-hmm. there is this idea of like, look, we're a Jewish community. And that is important for, you know, for the community. We have a stake in this as a community. It's not just about you. It's about us. We have a stake in this and we want you to learn how to, you know, do the Torah. We want you to learn how to do all these things so that you can, for us in the community, not just for you. And so there is that tension of, it's like, well, maybe I don't want to do this. It's like, well, but you have to do this. And that's a part of this. And, you know, I, again, as somebody who's a, you know, a Christian, who's a part of, you know, religious community myself, I sort of see both sides of this. On the one hand, you know, I don't like everything that my churches do. Um, and, and I, you know, and there's things about it that I don't like, and there's things I want to push back on that they do. And there's stuff I'm like, you know, I'm an individual. I want to do things my way. On the other hand, you know, we're not just individuals. We're also parts of communities and our communities have a stake in who we turn out to be, particularly if we want to be a part of their community. And one of the things Jews have been a lot better at than us, uh, Gentiles have for a long time. Goys. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Saturdays are for the goys. Um, and um, uh, have has been being able to have a robust community that can last over time, even as a minority. And it's partly because they have re- are really good at saying the community matters, not just the individual. Um, how does how do you interact with that um, as you know a Jewish person in the reformed community, sort of not, you know, kind of sort of figuring yourself out now, how was your experience of that attempt to find that balance? Um, well, it's very subjective based on the individual, but I think it's something that Jewish communities should have more honest conversations about Mm. because like I've seen accommodations being, um, being given for maybe disabled um, Jewish uh, kids hmm. who like maybe instead of reading the Torah, they're reading kind of like um, usually in the in the Jewish um, prayer things, they have the Hebrew and then they have like English pronunciation of the Hebrew. So hmm. people joining can kind of play along and then they'll have the translation. So they'll have those three things. Gotcha. So, um, you know, the, 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 the the, I guess the the advantage of the bar mitzvah part is you can start reading the Hebrew and following along with the Hebrew because you sure. know the Hebrew well enough to do that. Um, so that's kind of the incentive. Sure. Um, and it's it's a unifying thing that you can like they've pitched it in the past. So you can go to anywhere in the world and they're saying the prayers like that you know sure. um, because it's in Hebrew. Um, so there's not like a language barrier thing. Like if you would go to a Christian, like right, yeah. a, a Christian place in, in Spain, you know, they'd be doing the prayers in Spanish, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of like that part of it, but the other part, especially. And also, as, again, I also even say like, you know, there's a lot of biblical scholars who I've you know read who are like, look, you know, understanding the, if you, if you actually like take the Bible seriously, being able to understand it, its original language is like a huge benefit to like doing that better. Yeah, it's it's the same thing of like learning English because English is like a very descriptive language and it's sure. kind of just the universal like anyway. Um so it's just especially as we get on more of like the LGBTQIA um Marinardi gets vocal about this stuff where especially the trans community, because bar and bot and benet, it's all gender specific. Yeah. Like that's a lot of um 
pressure to put on a 13 year old, especially mm-hmm. if someone of that age maybe might not be comfortable with their gender sure. um, as an example. So I think we need to have like to the to the Jewish people listening, I think we need to have more honest conversations sure. if, if the bar mitzvah process bar as in the general bar mitzvah process yeah. is right for the individual because you know it might not be or there might need to be accommodations like mine was incredibly stressful and hard and i didn't have the privilege or the not privilege even the 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 um the convenience of learning the prayers via song so usually what the process is the the cantor the singer will record all the prayers for you directly so you can practice at home so it's like an mp3 track that you've just listened to over and over again um i didn't have that privilege so i had to read the actually read the 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 torah um, like yeah, I did. I did hard mode because yeah, did. You know, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. So, yeah, God so, I mean, said directly, "Suffer, Rachel." <laughs> <laughs> so you had so like if, if I if you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's like mm-hmm. the, part of the Jewish tradition is to make reasonable accommodations to individuals, mm-hmm. and um, and so and and like again, even the process of becoming reformed. It is should okay, be. It should be. I'm not sure if that's something that's. I'm, I don't really keep up with this kind of sure. thing, so I'm I'm sure there are conversations happening sure. about this kind of stuff. But, but I think yeah. we need to be more open about having them. Sure. Okay. Point. Yeah. No, fair enough. Well, I just say, like I said, if it, if the part of the tradition is having. Figure out again, even like just the whole idea, even if you're Orthodox, like the idea that okay, is having a car driving or not like having the those you know is like that's a thing that a conversation that didn't happen until cars were invented right you know? right and so as certain things happen uh you can figuring out different ways to accommodate individuals stuff like that that is a conversation at least to your point that should be being had okay i wanted to say like to kind of generalize this because sure. I, I have a point to generalize this um so the big Jew, like one of the big jewish beliefs is is is, is saving life and life is precious and sure. that kind of go rises above all belief you know so that was a big thing um i just watched um not just watched like when it came out um the anne frank um story from meep's perspective meep was her caretaker called a small light on disney plus and that was a big uh theme thematic point of it and so um so that's just kind of like the general caveat so you know i think at the end of the day if we want the youth to be involved in the bar mitzvah process, bat mitzvah process, b'nai, whatever your your your, your pronouns are. Um, there needs to be more honest conversation about you know, a if it's right for the individual, and b if they want to do it of their own volition, they're not being pressured by their parents. So rabbis go take the children aside and be like, hey, are you doing this? Is it your party or is it your parents' party? That's hmm. a important question. Sure. Um, and just say, okay, well, like there might be the other thing too is there might be um, disability sure. concerns. I'm sure the Orthodox community has more experience than this, but like even now that uh, I work with a lot of autistic um, people in my work because it's a lot of animators and that correlates, sure. and there might be extra hard things um, that maybe the parents are aware of for maybe sure. autistic reasons. And so kind of making them go through trial by fire, um, you know, even if they get to sing it, you know, the whole process can still be challenging. Sure. And, so what, yeah, go ahead. are there, so is there a line, cause you were talking about 
legitimately, you know, hey, there needs to be accommodations made to the individual. You know, is there a line where you would see it might go too far in that way where it's like, hey, an individual wants this, but it's not best for the community? Oh, yeah. Is there, I mean, is there, is there a situation you can imagine where that oh, would be the case? I have, a, I have a direct example of that. Oh, okay, um, great. So my direct example is I won't name names, but um, <laughs> I went to a bar mitzvah on a cruise where um, the, the child's parents paid for the rabbi and his wife to go on the cruise so he could have his bar mitzvah and he read the bar mitzvah. Um, he did his bar mitzvah be reading translated Hebrew on a piece of paper over the Torah. Um, you know, with I don't think he did any prep work for it. Gotcha. Frankly, gotcha. or if, if there was prep work, it wasn't a lot. Yeah. So that's when it stops becoming about the process and it becomes an excuse to go on a cruise with the rabbi. Gotcha. Um, Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. That's a great example. Yeah, so I think um, for those for those educators who are playing at home, I think it's important to include maybe um, counselors from school hmm. or teachers in the process of this if they feel comfortable reaching out just to make sure, just to get a read on the child to make sure they have the full picture before, you know, approaching those kind of conversations sure. is my recommendation. Sounds great. <laughs> okay, so now getting into the more... Um, explicitly like religious aspects of Judaism that were brought up in the movie. Um, so we talk about the God is random bit um, as being one part that we both really enjoyed. Um, like the only part. I enjoyed other parts of it, but it's yeah, definitely okay. one of the ones that stand, stood out most. Um, was the, um, is talking about, how you know Judaism deals with certain theological questions versus often many Christian communities. Um, because yeah, well, I was surprised how much like explicit talk about God there was in this movie. Because usually, again, you know, when I watch movies sort of like about Jewish culture and Jewish you know experiences, those are kind of left to the side, except for like one joke here and there, like you know Woody right. Allen movies and stuff like that. And so, what was interesting? So I mean, she like you were saying, you know, she does a are you there? God is me, Margaret thing of like, you know, praying and talking to God and stories, but in the, but then specifically, you know, the scene we're talking about, you know, they bring up the issue of like, okay, how do you reconcile a good God that's supposed to be worthy of our worship um, with the suffering that you see in the world? And so like growing up in the reformed communities, how was that question addressed? Right. I mean, the, the movie presented, let me just say for the record, the movie presents it pretty fair and pretty accurately as far okay. as the reform. So, um, but you know, I think the, I like in the scene, like I'll just, I'll just start talking about this stuff because I, sure. I can, of course. Uh, but in the scene that you, that we talked, we just talked about, about the God is random. I was sure. And I think I said this, like, they're going to do like some kind of Holocaust thing. They're going to make that a beat. Uh, so, but they didn't, they saved the Holocaust beat for when Adam Sandler is yelling at his daughter to make mm. sure she does the bar mitzvah. And that is, um, 
the highest form of Jewish guilt is bringing up the Holocaust. Let me tell you, um, there's a great song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where um, it's they're doing a bar. It's it's in a bar mitzvah and like it's a song. But during the bar mitzvah, they, they're like, I don't want to bring the. I don't want to bring up the Holocaust, but like, remember the Holocaust? Remember how much we suffered? The song is called uh, Remember That We Suffered. So, you know, in a bar mitzvah, it's like, so it's a great day, but remember that we suffered. <laughs> wow. So it's, that, that was much, handled much better. But, yeah. um, you know, it, like, um, so I know that we suffered. I I, 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 I did my own personal suffering yeah. uh, for this religion, but I think we need to stop, like, I think Jewish people maybe, like, that's what I meant by the individual stuff sure. is, like, trying to not make it so much of a statement for the non-goys and make it do it for ourselves and our family and our community. Mm. And mm. if it's not right for the individual, for whatever reason, then not to make that, not to guilt trip them into doing the Mormon stuff. <laughs> sure. No, fair enough. So, like, that's, so that you're, but you're, so you're right. You're like, they, they didn't bring up the Holocaust there, but in the discussion about God and suffering, you know, you were talking about the fact that before the Holocaust becomes front and center with. Exactly. With because we like we Joe and I talk about we're friends in real life. So we talk about this all the time. So I use the Holocaust as kind of like a, you know, we don't have Jesus as our personal buddies. Mm-hmm. We just have Jesus as kind of like another preacher in our many line of preachers. Right. Um, like Joe even asked if Jewish people have saints. And I'm like, no, we got the, um, we got God and we got the, the angels, prophets yeah. and we got the prophets. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. And we got some, some, some famous rabbis who have some good and bad takes. That's about right. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, so our, and you know, we have old Testament God. We have yeah. the one, we have the, the one who punished us for, um, making the golden calf. So right. we always joke that God went through, if, if, if Jesus was really God's son, then he probably went through some character development on, along the way. Sure. Um, so, you know, but then like, so we, 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 we kind of take it in strides, but just like the Holocaust is so viscerally like part of recent yeah. history that it's hard to be like, Oh, we're, we're doing okay. You know, I always think of that family guy scene of just like the, the Jewish um, people building the pyramids, which wasn't, that didn't happen. But for the sake of the joke, they, they were doing that. It's just like our, us Jews are getting our, our our hardness or heart or hard suffering out of the way early. We got it from here. You know? (laughs) What was it? Um, uh, John Stewart once did. He's like, this is every Jewish holiday. Um, they tried to kill us, but they didn't get all of us. Let's eat. Um, yeah, that's correct. Eating is like a huge part of Jewish culture. I love John Stewart. You know, oh, come yeah. to come on my podcast, John Stewart. Please, <laughs> yeah. we can talk about Jewish things <laughs> um, and our shared trauma. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so that. But so like, yeah. So the Holocaust. <laughs> we we talked about this off 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 uh, camera before, but is. You know, it is that question of like, okay, well, how could God uh, God be good? It is the ultimate expression of how could God be good and allow all this suffering and particularly suffering for towards people that he says, you know, is his chosen people. Yeah. Recent memory is the big, the big thing. And so how, how is that 
discussed or like reconciled that that you've seen? How like is like how do they have that answer of is it like just literally what they do and there's like God is random, we don't know. Or Oh yeah, I got this. Well I can speak from um my my experience growing up and then I can speak to my personal experience sure. experience. So I'll do the first one. Um I'll do the 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 growing up first. So growing up um just like I have a German um team member on my production team and we talk about this pretty openly but like I always have to preface like you know don't don't just tell people on the internet without any context that you're working for the Jewish lady for free on the internet (laughs) (laughs) as a German you know just just, you know um but we get holocaust education drilled into us unfortunately like Mm -hmm. i think every like they have holocaust remembrance day and the temple was due some some kind of project usually Mm -hmm. for holocaust remembrance day and um i've been to the holocaust museum in um washington dc um i feel like i've been to another one um but i've done a lot of my own educational stuff about like everyone like in their mom's heard of Anne frank you know um and it's just like, it can be, it's, it's draining, you know, it's yeah. a lot like to hear about that every year and to have to do a oh, personal yeah. project. Like I've had to, like, I've had personal projects where I've had to write a story from a real life child's point of view about dying in the Holocaust. Oh, so my. as a, um, as a, like a 10 or 11 year old, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. So, um, you know, and like, there's like, Choose your own adventure, Holocaust edition books out there. Really? From my memory, wow. I could be wrong, but I remember like getting assigned, like that's how Yikes. I wrote the story, is I'm just like, um, you know, like to kind of emphasize how close like people yeah. might not have made it. So written by Jewish people. Sure. Preferably sad. Um, but you know, it's just like I'm kind of, but me personally at the point, I'm kind of like. I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, I'm not going to forget. <laughs> like, I, got, I got this. So um, I think Spielberg has the best policy about like making sure that people tell their stories and to archive them and just, just cause yeah. awareness. But like Spielberg got to do Schindler's list and then kind of put a pin in it yeah. emotionally. And, but you know, there's sometimes the general Jewish population doesn't get that artistic kind of like, okay, I've done my yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so, but the other, the other criticism I'll have before we move on about this is like, I know everyone hurt. I know everyone's heard of Anne Frank. I thought my phone was off, but anyway, I thought I, I thought everyone's everyone's heard of Anne Frank. We've yeah. all heard it. We've seen we've seen the story. There's an anime of Anne Frank. There's a live action Anne Frank. There's an animation French animation of Anne. Like like we get it. Um, so I think in general we have to start talking about more stories that aren't just Anne Frank. Sure. Um, I think Anne Frank is kind of a little bit oversaturated at this particular point in history. Not that we shouldn't tell her story, but there's she's one of many. Yeah, know, we've, we've, we've done her. We've done her, and there are others we can also do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so. That's, that makes sense. So it's one of the things. It's like in in Christians deal with the whole, you know, if God good and powerful, why? Why all of this gestures Why? at everything, gestures at everything. Um, and the typical answer, and I don't think it's a terrible answer. Like, I think <laughs> I, I find it like not completely satisfying, but I do find it um, answers, you know, generally my, uh, my, my angst and questions about it, you know, is twofold. One is that God created people 
to love and be loved by. And love has to involve some kind of free agency, free will, because if not, you know, again, it's love that's coerced is not love. Love that is, you know, is, is you can't, don't have any free choice, but to love is not love. And so he has to, to some degree, give human beings free will. And so, um, we do evil in the world and, uh, and we that starts, we do evil. And, and that starts out, started out with the first humans. However, you want to conjecture, um, uh, that, um, what you call it, the, the Adam and Eve story, whether that's history, mythos, or mythohistory, as uh, uh, William Lane Craig likes to put it. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, again, started out with the first humans. And, of course, this process also did damage to the natural world, which is, even in Jewish scholars, I've read, you know, take that as like, yeah, I think there's, you know, the, the violence done against humans as violence to the natural Can world. Can killed Abel? Well, yeah, well, also, like, and, and the even the Cain Abel story, it's like, you know, it did harm to the earth. And, like, in the Noah's day, it says the violence did harm to the earth, which talks about is sort of explanation for natural disasters, however you want to talk about that. And so mm-hmm. I find that that's the typical Christian answer that's given. And I find that answer pretty satisfying, not on an emotional level, but on an intellectual level. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, is there is that a a common sort of explanation that is given sort of in reformed uh, Jewish tradition or is or does that not kind of um, does nobody really find that very compelling? Um, in my personal experience, it's the second one. So okay. um, it's just kind of like, yeah, when you when you pitch those kind of things, that makes sense. But that's like, you know. Right. The Holocaust is in such recent memory and such yeah. directly targeted towards the Jewish people that they're yeah. just like, yeah, what about that one time? So that's kind of like, yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, you can say that, but like, it's like, it's, you know, but like, God, you, you really, you know, <laughs> let us get. Yeah, so we've like, had, we've had a Holocaust speaker speak to us before at the temple. Yeah. And I remember like, just as a contrast of how, you know, people might be removed is I was very quiet until like my, my senior year of high school. So yeah. I never said, I never said anything. I was paying attention. I love stories. So I'm sure True. that was got my, that was keeping my attention. But like two of the other girls were um, playing, like switching shoes and playing around. And like the congregation was pissed mm. and like, they were yelling and just like, you know, yelling at them like and yelling at us as a class and i was just like i was i, I paid attention but <laughs> yeah. like you know yeah. like uh like no i get that, that uh, yeah like yeah. come on guys like don't like yeah people can be too uptight about that sort of thing yeah no it's not no it's not no i'm i'm I'm, I'm, to be clear, I'm casting shade at the other girls oh, who were gotcha. like okay. messing around while they, 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 they got a Holocaust survivor to talk about his personal story in person. Like, that's fair. Like, no, that's fair yeah. to be upset about that. Um, yeah. so the, um, what is it? Oh, it made me, uh, think of another piece of this. Oh yeah. So when, so it's interesting to me, another aspect of this that to me is interesting is, the um the, the interplay between you know um Jewish people being a culture as well as religion. You know, and, and they talk about this again, you kind of they deal with this in the movie. They don't, you know, do a dissertation on it, but you can see this as an interplay that happens. Um that, you know, uh they do, and it's funny, it's like they do talk about God sort of as if he's real in the movie. And one of the things that's interesting is um 
you know, I, I've always found it interesting that, you know, there are Christians, you know, I, I'm in Christian communities and there are Christians who, you know, sometimes, you know, will go to church, but they'll be kind of like, they'll call themselves Christians, but like, we don't really believe that there's a God. We don't really believe that any of this happened. We don't really believe. But the result of that is typically the denominations that have that attitude that is kind of like, ah, this is good for community, um, but it's uh, but we don't really believe it. Those tend to die fairly quickly. They have the most kind of um, uh, they, they, they bleed the most members uh, the fastest. You find like the progressive and the mainline denominations of Christianity. They tend to they they, they basically they're almost like non-existent. They've been losing members over the decades really fast. It tends to be the denominations where they actually believe that, you know, Jesus Christ did rise bodily from the dead and there was a virgin birth. And, you know, and so that that is like, okay, like these ones. And that makes sense to me because it's like, okay, if you're going to like believe this, maybe you should actually believe it. Otherwise, what's the point? And one of the things that's fascinating to me about the Jewish community is it's less that way. It's not entirely not that way, but it is less that way. You do find a lot, even more so than in um, Christian communities, you find a lot of people who are going to be culturally Jewish, you know, without actually, you know, um, believing that there's a God or that you kind of really want to have a relationship with him. Um, you know, if, and, uh, and it just, it seems odd to me. It's like, okay, why would you spend all this time memorizing the Torah reading, you know, if, if you don't like believe it's actually true, even in a like, okay, like some of these stories are metaphors, but God's actually real. And he wants us to learn this stuff is like, if God didn't actually come down to the prophets and say, Hey, you guys got to learn this stuff. What would be the point of being Jewish in a meaningful sense? And that, but again, that's my sort of, you know, goy uh, perspective on it. Um, what, what, how, how do you see other people within your tradition interacting with that? Cause you said like Reform is a little bit more on the, the spectrum of more likely to say maybe, maybe not. How do you see other people interacting with that in your communities? And how do you interact with that personally? Okay, well, um, as many um, Jewish comedians can protest to, um, it's much more open. It's not like a closed secret that, you know, the ref- like, you know, people that are Jewish kind of fight with it. Like the rabbis fight with it. Like it's sure. like it is a accepted part of the 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 the, the five stages of grief, essentially. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the rabbis are just a happy that people are showing up and b make it more about like, well, this is this is the Torah. This is the Torah thing. This is the Torah portion for the week because they're you read it over mm-hmm. uh, the Jewish calendar, essentially, and you have different, that's how the holidays, right. and the, the Jewish calendar is lunar based versus, you know, yeah. so, it, like, that's why Hanukkah is always on a different, like, week. Gotcha, or, okay. So, um, fun fact. Um, <laughs> fun fact. Um, but, you know, so that's, so it's more just about people showing up and, you know, vibing, and mm. then especially with the changing of the world, Jewish people are just known to be more open because they ask those intellectual questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, you know, so if there's other people in need that aren't Jewish, like mm-hmm. the temple has a, um, a nice little, um, what is it? Um, a homeless shelter on site that they, they run and they use donations to run. So that's good. Um, you know, like that's kind of the point. Um, yeah. and 
but you know they 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 drug test people and stuff. Like sure, that. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, but um, I think it's also just to tell tell the Nazis to suck it, like, mm. especially with a lot of that. Um, the political climate can be tricky sometimes, um, especially yeah. in the last five or six, four years. Yeah, yeah, I um, can see that. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that th- that we're still going despite everything is kind of a statement in itself. And that's what people kind of get invested in, you know. OK. Like a fun uh, cutaway that I always tell people is that um, – Christmas didn't used to be as secular as um, it was. And then Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was invented by a Jewish person Mm -hmm. to help with that. And I love Rudolph. I'm the biggest Rudolph simp. I love Rake and Mask. And it was frustrating to not be able to celebrate that um, growing up because, you know, I didn't grow up as big of a Jewish community as this protagonist did and to kind of have to pick both pick one or the other absolutely i mean you know this i mean like you know white christmas you know almost all of the great songs the the you know one of the great stories of sort of the christmas you know like charles dickens kind of invented our modern version of christmas and then you know in american culture because you know most of the entertainers were jewish and they were kind of fair hey there is a version of christmas that can be for everyone right um yeah and that's kind of, and that's more of a uh, staple in like, um, and, and Manhattan and New York in general, because right. there's just a higher Jewish population in general. So people are just naturally more um, tolerant, accepting, because they're actually having to interact with Jewish yeah. people and not just hear them about, hear about them like they're unicorns, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> like, from like, like, history, like, you like, know? like when you, like when you went to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. So yeah. So there is, uh, that's interesting. I guess that one interesting things about it is that the Jewish identity is both, you know, cultural and it is, you know, to some degree ethnic, but it's, it's cultural and it's religious and the religion is so tied to the cultural that, right. you know, to, to hold on to the cultural, you sort of do have to hold on to the religious rituals at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is kind of keeping the religious rituals as a part of the culture as you're holding on to the culture. Does that, is that, right. Yeah. Is that, it's, it's, it's kind of like a snake eating its tail thing, uh, <laughs> is what I would like. Even there's an episode of house that I can't remember the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's when house is dating the female doctor who's also Jewish okay. and has to go to the, the dinner. And, um, the, the, do- I don't know. I don't watch house. I'm just using doctor lady. So doctor lady is like, <laughs> come to my Jewish dinner and house is like, I'm not Jewish. And then I think the mom is, is like neither is like neither is anyone here you know <laughs> yeah yeah no that I, I can see it. okay very cool now yeah, that's that makes a little that makes a lot of sense um okay any other um uh any other uh things that you would like people to know if they've watched the movie or if uh and um uh or if they've not watched the movie that you kind of we haven't brought up that you would like to um. let people know before we sign off let me think. I'm thinking as I scratch my eye. Um, it's just not a good movie. It's just like <laughs> it's just, what, are, what are better movies that represent um, Jewish life and culture that people should watch? Not, that's the whole, that's the whole point of Adam Sandler's career. There's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's eight um, crazy nights. You know, it's, that's all we got. It's, it's, <laughs> as an 
animator, it makes my 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 heart hurt. If I can someone there's, please... a, there's a very possible Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even Christian. That's not, that's like there's Hanukkah's mentioned there. There's Hanukkah's like... mentioned, yes. Anyway, yeah. um, I wish there was a Kim Possible Hanukkah episode. It would save me so much trouble. Um, <laughs> oh, I, have, I have I have some good ones. Um, so Rugrats does some great um, Jewish stories because Tommy is half Jewish on his mother's side, so they do a good pass up over episode and a good Hanukkah episode. Okay. Um, so with fun little subplots, you know about that. Um, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, but yes. um, the ghosts in Molly and Mimi McGee and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur also have bar mitzvah themed episodes. Yeah, uh, wait, check those out like on YouTube, just those names and, you know, bar mitzvah to make that. Yeah, they're bot mitzvahs. They're both female characters. If yeah. that helps, if that helps with your search engine terms. But, um, you know, those were much better stories, frankly, because they had they were about like the whole beat of this movie is about friendship conflict. But like, it's just like. Like this, there's a scene where one of the the what the main characters is indirectly embarrassing the her friend at the bar mitzvah or her bat mitzvah, and it's incredibly painful. And I made a comparison that this is like Carrie, but not as fun because it's just like you know it's coming, but it's just like you know you don't have any payoff at the end. It's just like cringe. Um, Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Yeah. So do check those out. Phil, thank you so much for joining me to educate uh, myself and everyone else who is watching slash listening to this. And thank you for uh, dolling yourself up for the uh, for the the video (laughs) portion of this. If you were my friend, I would have been like, I'm doing this later. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I very much appreciate it. Um, If people want to uh, find you and follow your content, uh, where can they go? Um, so I'm, I love Kim Possible a lot on the internet. Um, my, that's her name and she also loves Kim Possible, but yes. Yeah. That's my, that's my stage name. We'll say that's, that's why on my, if you, if you're listening or you're watching the me on camera, that's why my little slash is KP because that's a short version of my username. Um, so it's, I love spelled L-O-B-E Kim Possible a lot. Um, you know, we haven't made, um, we haven't put out a, some main channel content in the hot second because of, uh, life things I can't really help, but there's some, there's some stuff coming. Trust me. We work very hard. Um, on, I'm most active on Twitter. Um, I live KP a lot on Twitter. I have a fan server that you can find on my LinkedIn on Twitter, as well as my business email. Like I'm pretty open for this kind of stuff. Um, assuming you're actually a business and not just like some random person, <laughs> um, you know, um, I have my own podcast called animation communication with a K, uh, it's on YouTube and it's on all the streaming platforms. Um, and that's generally it. Um, discord, the discord server is the best, probably the best place. If you're interested in like meeting some cartoon friends or, you know, wanting to use that as community, if you're kind of, um, a little isolated. So, yeah, you know, very cool. Christian moms still- in there, that'd be fun to, <laughs> to get. <laughs> I still have, uh, I still, she's still trying to drag me into discord and I'm still old manning it, trying to figure out how to use that well. Um, so, but yeah, if you're a young, if you're a youngster, uh, you're a zoomer, uh, and you're, you're, or gen alpha and you're, oh you're yeah, like, I have a, um, I technically have a TikTok for all of the gen alphas. Or oh, whatever. Do you? Um, it's, I love Kim. It's just at, I love Kim possible out, but I don't use it that often because TikTok owns everything you put on there. And that yeah. makes me that's kind of sus. Yeah, so. that's fair. All right. Well, 
thank you so much for joining us. Um, and of course, if you want to uh, follow me and I'll, I'm on all the socials as well, usually with some normal guy uh, <laughs> in there because that's, I, all, that's when his I, brand. That, that, when, I, when I started these social media platforms, that's what I was calling myself. Uh, and then uh, I'm also, I like I said, culture critic for religion unplugged you can also find me on my podcast the overthinkers on uh wherever you find podcasts and the overthinkersjournal.com and uh yeah search my name uh elsewhere you'll find some other places i've written stuff um but yes thank you so much uh rachel for joining and thank you all for joining one more plug we have you want to tell them about the no way home video um is that up it's not up yet, but we're it will yeah, come we're working, up soon. Yeah, so we're working on a collab video about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and the way that's um, you know uh, opened up and changed how that changed uh, um, how uh, superhero movies are made in ways that people don't quite appreciate and uh, fans um, fan uh, and fan and uh, creator relations and such. Yeah, so I don't have a deadline for that, but maybe like in the next two or three months. So cool, yeah. No, so we're we're excited. We put some a lot of work into that. Rachel put a lot of work into that. We're very excited. Long, long script, but it should <laughs> turn out really well. Hopefully, yes, yes. Um, all right. Anyway, yes. So thank you so much for joining us. And as always, this is Religion Unplugged podcast for your regular religion and um, news and culture plug-in. <laughs>